0: I'm joined this morning by Tara Dougal, Head of Content and Informer, to discuss the CPHI Festival of Pharma, which in case you've not yet heard, will be the biggest ever digital pharma event with some 20,000 attendees and more than two weeks of sessions. There are two sides to the event, the networking opportunities that abound, but today we're going to look specifically at the remarkable depth and breadth of sessions, roundtables, white papers and awards. It's a digital event of unparalleled size and will touch every point of the industry, And. With on-demand content post-event, there is the opportunity and flexibility for the industry not to miss a single beat throughout two weeks. But it's going to be a real challenge to fit everything in to just a single podcast. Can we start by asking you to give an overview of the events? Yeah, sure.
1: So content is an essential component of our CPHI live events. That we deliver across the globe and it becomes even more important when you switch to a virtual platform which is what we're doing this year with the Festival of Pharma. Our aim there really is to deliver a really comprehensive program of topics which span the entire farm supply chain so over the two weeks we're looking at everything from drug discovery and vaccine development to 3D printed finished dose as we do every year when we're building our programmes, we've consulted heavily with our network of industry contacts to really understand what are the key topics this year? What do people want to hear about? And we've created a trend led agenda with some great speakers, which has something for everyone, no matter what your discipline, what your job title is or whatever your farm you're
0: working in. I think that's a really great thing to do because we've all been looking in the industry for new ways to get information, new ways to learn about trends. That's not stopped at all. So why don't we have a look at the lineup for the opening week and perhaps you can talk us through the agenda you've got planned for Monday to Friday.
1: We have more than 50 different content elements across the two weeks. So this includes various different formats. We have webinars each day, podcasts, interviews, panel discussions. We also have some downloadable content assets for anyone joining the Festival of Farmers. So we have a series of different reports, and white papers. The way we structured the agenda is we've tried to do everything thematically. So on the Monday, the kickoff day, we're looking at the start of the supply chain, essentially. So drug discovery, vaccine development, which of course is high on everybody's agenda this year. There's also no way we can ignore the impact of COVID-19. So we're also looking at what the impact is there, how that's going to shape future pharmaceutical policy. We actually have a regulator who's going to be speaking on that topic. So that's what we're starting off with on the Monday. And then throughout the week, we essentially move through the supply chain. So Tuesday is dedicated to ingredients and formulation, future of drug development. That's essentially the kind of bread and butter of CPHI. Wednesday, we're going to be tackling CDMO trends, mergers and acquisitions. We're still seeing a lot of activity and also the growing cell and gene sector. So not a typical CPHI topic, but it's something that there's a huge amount of interest in, huge amount of development there. And also on that Wednesday, we're going to be tackling a big topic for this year, which is the future of API manufacturing. So we actually have a panel discussion which will examine whether China will continue to be such a dominant player in this space given the kind of supply chain struggles that we've seen throughout the
0: COVID pandemic. That's obviously a big topic for this year. We've seen it in the West in terms of looking at localised supply chains, but even in big pharma industries in India, you've seen the government is trying to put in place initiatives to encourage domestic manufacturing as well. It's going to be a huge topic for the next few years. Can you give us any indication of the speakers involved in those first couple of days, either drug discovery or, or the CDMO trend? It sounds...
1: The first day, actually, we kick off with a keynote from Adrian van der Hoeven. He's Director General of Medicines for Europe. So he'll be looking at really what the lessons learned are from COVID-19 pandemic so far and how this is going to shape EU pharmaceutical policy. We also are actually going to be working with our friends at Informal Pharma Intelligence. So they're putting together a panel on how pharma and innovators are fighting back against COVID and what the path forward is there. Another really interesting panel on vaccine development challenges, so looking at how to speed up development, how to scale it up, obviously pretty topical at the moment. And then on the Wednesday, we also have a really nice keynote on the future of drug manufacturing. So this will be delivered by Gil Roth, who's the president of the Pharma and Biopharma Outsourcing Association. He's a huge name in the sector, works very closely with the government, so really, really interesting to hear from him. And we're also going to be having sort of a general panel on CDMO trends and outlook. So, I've got some nice names confirmed for that one already, including Peter Shapiro from Global Data, Peter Bigelow, Excel Strategic Consulting, and Jim Matt, of course, from Farm Source. So, yeah, some great names across those few days.
0: Yeah, I think those two days in particular sound really interesting to me. Some of the industry's biggest names, and obviously in media circles, Gilbath is a, something of an all-star as well. So I've think gone on to create something the industry really needed, I think, from seeing an opportunity there and really serving the industry now. So it'd be great to get his thoughts on where things are moving and, and involvement with government as well. But I also hear a rumour that you've got another industry rock star, so to speak, coming. Is there any truth to that?
1: So those rumours are true. This year we're really excited to welcome Dr Scott Gottlieb to the programme. He's a physician, obviously a former commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration and former senior advisor at CMS. So he'll be delivering a keynote actually in the second week. He's going to be discussing the landscape of affordable health care. So a huge topic. And really he's going to be delving into how the changing landscape for coverage of healthcare services and medical products is creating new challenges in making sure that patients have affordable access to care and also how we can finance those opportunities to sustain the investment there. So that presentation is going to be delving into how we can develop sustainable models for covering the cost of new innovations and making sure that patients have access to all the medical care that they need without bankrupting healthcare systems. So I think that's going to be a real
0: highlight in the second week his tenure at the fda wasn't actually that long but I, I can't think of a more universally popular leader the organization has had in the last couple of years and it seems he was popular from both sides of things so you look at his desire to try and bring down the cost of medicines or record numbers of generics approvals but equally on the innovator side He's very popular with Big Pharma in terms of the sheer number of drugs he brought through in 2017 and 2018, 46 and 59. They are just unheard of numbers, really. It'd be fascinating to see how he sees that going forward. Now he's on the inside, on the outside, really to see how we can combine that innovation that the industry so needs and the business model we need, but also with the idea of making healthcare much more affordable, which does seem to be a passion of his. Yeah. And what about the Thursday and Friday?
1: So Thursday and Friday of the first week, we are essentially moving through the supply chain. So more towards packaging, drug delivery and the patient, of course. So we're actually going to be collaborating with our fellow pharma brand, PharmaPack, on a panel discussion, which is going to be showcasing innovation in the packaging and drug delivery space. And also something new is this year we'll be hearing from a patient advocate. So this is actually going to be a really interesting change because we've always only had pharma companies and vendors talking about what patient centricity is before, what it looks like, but you know, I think it's crucial to bring patients into the conversation more. So really looking forward to hearing from her. That's going to be a podcast actually. So it'll be an interesting session.
0: Yeah, no, we went to Pharmapack last year and I'd say that patient advocacy, patient centricity has been the Absolutely dominant trend in the last two, three years. And yeah. right, we've seen a couple of stellar pharma leaders showcase their work at PharmaPack, which I think has been great to encourage the rest of the industry. And then we've also had the independent experts. But actually, I can't think of an event anywhere where we've heard from those big patient advocacy groups. So I'd be fascinated to hear what the relationship is then and how they can contribute to helping the industry be more patient centric. Yeah,
1: definitely. I
0: think we need to move
1: beyond patient centricity being just a buzzword that pharma companies kind of stick on their marketing material or they pass around. We need to really understand what the needs of patients are and and how we can create genuinely patient-centric solutions. So that'll definitely be a good one.
0: And I've heard there are some digital 3D printing and AI sessions on a Friday as well, another area of the last few years.
1: Yep, definitely. So Friday, the whole day is really dedicated to digital and we're kicking off with a really interesting keynote from Microsoft actually on how pharma and tech need to collaborate to really realise the potential of pharma and digital coming together long-term. So I think that's going to be really interesting ones, but particularly to hear from the tech side rather than the pharma side. And then also throughout that day, we're going to be looking at some of the new technologies, which are really revolutionising the space. So 3D printed drugs, we have a podcast on that from a startup who's working in the space. And also of course, AI and machine learning. We have a whole panel dedicated to that. So big topics been circulating for a few years, but I feel like new ground is being made now. And and actually we had a series of webinars back in May, one purely focused on AI and how AI can be mobilized to really counteract the impact of COVID. So this will be a nice kind of update of where we are now with, with these technologies.
0: I think we're all really excited about the intertwining of tech and healthcare in the last few years. If we're to take COVID, we only have to look at Google and Apple's combination for contract tracing, which seems to have been in many cases much more successful than national efforts themselves from governments. The lead that would the industry could take from their innovation I think would be fascinating and bring Microsoft into that conversation as well would be really, really interesting as well. For the AI side of things, are we looking at automation or is it drug discovery or or is it a combination of all the big areas?
1: It's a combination, really. I think the panel is mainly going to be what's the potential, how is it being applied at the moment, what is it like in the long term. So it will cover drug discovery and automation as well. That's more of a general outlook panel.
0: I think that's one of the fascinating things about AI. When it first came in, everybody saw the potential, particularly you know in, in very heavy lifting areas of drug discovery. But it's really rolled out across the industry in the last few years and there seems to be much more potential than we originally realised. Moving on then, what are the keynotes do we have over the two weeks?
1: The first week we have a really nice keynote actually on redefining supply chain resiliency. So this is going to be led by Caroline O'Brien. She is a hub director for Asia Pacific at AstraZeneca and she's also the chair of the Pharmaceutical Supply Chain Initiative. So I think this year supply chain challenges have been pretty high up the agenda ensuring continuity, security, particularly in light of COVID. So she's really going to be delving into how we can create more of a resilient supply chain model for the future. So again, really, really topical. And I think it'd be very interesting to have PSEI represented
0: there. It's been a pressing issue for the last few years, but I think there's never been a bigger focus on it for obvious reasons. Any input the industry can get there because it's something everybody is now looking at, whether you're in the supply chain yourself. So, you need to be able to reassure your your farmer partners, or obviously the farmer community has always looked at dual sourcing as well. The other thing that I thought was really interesting, and it's been something of a controversial announcement in the last few years, you, you mentioned offline that might be an interview with Flow Technologies, who obviously won a large US contract recently.
1: Yeah, so the Flow Technologies deals received a lot of press attention and we really wanted to delve into it in a bit more detail, explore how the deal came about and what this really means for domestic manufacturing in the long term. So there's been a lot of coverage in the past few months about reliance on China for APIs and essential medicines in the US. And obviously with that supply chain being disrupted as a result of COVID, that stimulated a lot of discussion about whether essential medicines should now be manufactured in the US. So really interesting topic we're very excited to have Frank Gupton join us he's the department chair at Virginia Commonwealth University and he's really leading the flow project he's going to be interviewed actually by Dan Stanton who's editor at Bioprocess International so it's going to be a really really interesting
0: session yeah I mean I think we're all interested to hear anything we can about the details of that particular announcement there's been relatively little previous experience from that company so obviously Mm. to have more domestic manufacturing they're going to need new companies but still it took much of the industry by surprise so i think we'd be really interested to hear how they see that panning out what plans are for the next few years as well another really topical area i personally think the industry has done a great job in the last year and it's really going a long way to to recovering its reputation not so much in pharma circles itself but in the general population where maybe pharma has a mixed reputation, so I'm really excited to hear about this innovation award that you've planned for the second week about innovation around COVID. I mean we've really seeing lots of innovation all across the board for COVID.
1: We are going to be running our CPHI Pharma Awards this year, a long-standing event which is always part of the live show, but we're moving back to a virtual platform this year. And we were actually getting a lot of requests from clients as to where they could submit an entry for innovation around COVID. So given all the interest and all the work that's been done in that space, we thought, okay, we need to really create a dedicated category to recognise everything that's been happening in the space. So we introduced our Innovation in Response to COVID-19 Award. So this is really looking at what are the tangible projects and solutions and developments which are really focused on improving healthcare, improving the lives of patients, improving how medical practitioners are working and all the different communities. So we've already got some really, really nice entries in. The closing date for the awards has just passed, so we'll shortly be putting those to our jury members. But because we wanted to really shine an extra light on this this year, we've also decided to put together a pitch session around these entries so we'll be inviting anyone who has entered and been shortlisted to pitch their solution or their product in a live webinar to some of our jury members a select group of jury so that's also going to be a really really interesting and slightly different content
0: session for us. An interesting idea actually I hadn't realized that was going ahead I think I'd give some details of some of these uh, entries as well I think that'd be a really nice way to get under the skin of them. With the
1: awards, we always get so many entries that it's a bit of a shame we can't shine more of a spotlight on everything that happens there. So, yeah, this is one way
0: that we're able to do that. Another regulars returning to the show, so I believe we're having a Women in Leadership again.
1: Yeah, although we have a lot of content planned over the two weeks, we also wanted to transition some of our on-site show offerings to virtual platforms. So for the first time ever, we're going to be running our Women in Leadership forum virtually so we have some really nice speakers lined up for that one and we're also going to be looking at integrating a few different networking elements into that so it's such an essential component of the live event the chance to be able to come together and meet other people in the industry and actually for a while not talk about industry related topics but really talk about development and leadership and sort of skill development that sort of thing so we're really excited to keep That feature, and again, we've got some nice speakers lined up there. So, actually, our patient advocate, who is joining the patient centricity session, she's also going to be speaking. Her name is Heidi Floyd. She's an international speaker, patient advocate, and activist. We also have Sharon Cunningham. She's co-founder of Shorla Pharma really, really interesting startup company, completely dedicated to the oncology space. We also have Fran Zip. She's president and CEO of Lackman Consultant Services, and she is also chairwoman of ISPE. And then lastly, Melissa Rancourt. She's founder and chair of Greenlight for Girls. So it's really all about sort of mentoring and getting girls in STEM
0: involved in life sciences. So it's going to be a really, really nice session. Great. That sounds like another great addition. So you've talked a lot about the bread and butter, if you will, of CPHI, so ingredients, CDMOs. But I think you've also got to focus this year as well on bringing more of the bioprocessing in. So I believe on the Thursday, the Jefferson Institute on Bioprocessing is presenting.
1: Yes, that's right. Actually, we were going to be working very closely with the Jefferson Institute on our CPHI North America event, which takes place in Philadelphia. Unfortunately, that one was postponed for this year, but we do have a very good relationship with Jefferson and bioprocessing is a really growing element of the show, of CPHI. So we did want to shine a spotlight there. And that's also going to be a really interesting session. So they're actually going to be conducting a virtual factory tour for us. So we can see from the comfort of your own home, you can see inside the facility. So nice new format for us again.
0: Okay that'll be really interesting. We've seen a lot of those recently in in the last few months obviously. But you can't help but feeling with with so many facilities all around the world that maybe we will see much more virtual audits if you will or certainly client audits of facilities and real time monitoring it's probably the future. I think we're having another a leadership event again. I think you're you're teaming up with Medicine Maker?
1: Yes. So we're really really excited to partner with Medicine Maker this year. I'm a big fan of their content and every year they release a power list which really highlights key players in pharma so this is something I always look out for and I thought okay it could be really interesting to play around with this and perhaps gather some of these senior leaders together uh, for a panel discussion so we're really excited to be working with the medicine maker who are helping to make this a reality and we've got a few invites out to very exciting speakers so it's really going to be looking at leadership in times of crisis essentially this panel so what has been the impact of the COVID pandemic what have been the opportunities what have been the challenges but more importantly what does the future look like how is pharma going to develop and what's the long-term plan basically so I think that's also something new really happy to be collaborating with the medicine maker on that and yeah that's going to be a great way just to round up with two weeks
0: so I guess you're trying to bring in some of the people from the power book itself. Or, um, exactly. So
1: we're inviting you select members of the 2020 power list.
0: It'll literally be a very heavy hitting session. So
1: we have some really exciting names on the invite list. So if it all comes together, it's going to be a really really interesting one to join.
0: Finally, with CPHI being such a global event, I wanted to ask you about the, the geo-focus and whether there are any special market reports on the major markets or different analysis topics or Q&As.
1: Yeah, so each year on site, we host our World of Farmer podium. So that's really a destination for gathering insights across the different markets. So we've tried to recreate that in the second week. Each day we have a slightly different focus on market or a sector. So this year we're going to be looking in depth at the US markets, India, China, also going to be looking actually at the packaging sector. So we have a, a session dedicated to pharma pack. So yeah, these sessions are really going to be looking in depth at the market outlook. So it'll be very data led. We're inviting a few different analysts to take part there. So really nice way to also shine a light on the various regions and some of the biggest pharma markets in the world where we're also running CPHI shows and many of which unfortunately have had to be postponed this year so it's really important to be able to deliver content on those markets to our attendees.
0: One other thing I did notice that it was very different here and I don't think it'll surprise anyone to hear that we're all at home. I read that you're also looking at doing some less conventional sessions on new ways of working in pharma. Exactly. So
1: the first week we have a series of five 15-minute sessions called Wellbeing for Work and then the following week we have an hour-long more in-depth session. So we felt that because we have a lot of content on the program, there's a lot of stuff going on, people taking part in the Festival of Pharma are most likely going to be in back-to-back meetings. We thought it's important to also create a space for non-industry related content where people can Take 15 minutes to learn tangible, practical, science based tips for improving anxiety, mindfulness. So, we've got a few different sessions covering those topics in the first week. And then in the second week, we're actually doing an in depth session on skills for managers. You know, if anyone in a management role, the whole COVID pandemic has been a pretty stressful time. You've got to be Making sure that projects are continuing, that there's still the momentum there, but also the welfare and well-being of your staff is incredibly important. This is something completely unprecedented, none of us have been through this before. So we hope that that session will be a really interesting and practical tool for managers to look after their teams, get the best out of their teams. So, yeah, something a bit different, again, for CPHI, but really looking forward to seeing how that evolves
0: whether you're in BD, marketing, we're all spread across all over the world and that sort of interaction that we get in, in the offices is, is is not there in the way it was before. So I think yeah. it's a really interesting time and even in terms of you know, many big farm companies are split up on many sites, there just isn't the opportunity to go to different parts of the company and work in a more conventional way. So, I think it's a really important thing to think about how we can maintain that productivity as well over the next few months and hopefully not years, but possibly years. So, most importantly, then, how can we all take part? How can we uh, register?
1: The Festival of Farmer website is now live. It's festivalpharma.com. So, if you go to the website, you can see the complete agenda and our speaker lineup. But you can also, most importantly, register for the event. So, make sure you get your ticket early. We're looking forward to welcoming around 20,000 attendees over that two weeks. Plan your schedule. It's going to be a busy two weeks, 5th of October to the 16th of October. Get your meetings in. Choose what content sessions you're going to attend. We actually hope that this is going to be a really interesting way for people to get more meetings with new clients and also with their existing clients because one of the challenges we always have with CPHI is its volume. Everyone knows it's huge. You're pounding the halls all day, back-to-back meetings over the course of three days. Now you've got two weeks to do that. So all I can recommend is just plan your schedule in advance, get your ticket early, decide what the sessions you want to attend are, and get the most out of really the biggest virtual farmer event that the world has ever seen.
0: (laughs) We talk about CPHI as as the biggest farmer event in the world, but 20,000 virtually, that's going to be an incredible event. We're really, really excited to bring it to life. Thanks for taking the time to discuss everything with us today. Thanks very much.